This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And welcome into the Purple Daily live stream. Mackie out today. He, uh, I believe, will be back, if I'm not mistaken, for sure for Ventline on Sunday, where we'll see Jaron Hall against Jordan Love as the Vikings try to cling on to their playoff lives and get some help. So today's Feedback Friday show is Judd and Declan, efforted by our guy Dex, who was who he and the Vince are working very hard late very last night, time. going through your comments, making sure that only the best comments show up but before we get to that uh this show obviously presenting sponsor want to thank them shout them out and that's our friends at quick trip quick trip your one-stop shopping so many things available uh you know a month ago or so a couple weeks back i was talking about the quality gas guarantee talked about the karuba coffee because i am a lover of a good cup of java and how about this how about nature's touch milk 2.99 a gallon skim one percent and two percent Made right in Lacrosse at Quick Trip, they've got their own dairy facility, and it's uh, in their words, cow to store in twenty four. So that's right. So you know that the milk is as fresh as can be, per, uh, perfect for large gatherings this time of year, or whip up a new adult beverage. Um, certainly, if you are a fan of cereal, there is nothing better than to get this great Quick Trip milk out and pour yourself a bowl of cereal or two. It's absolutely perfect. Quick Trip again your uh, one-stop shopping, and also much appreciated that they are the presenting sponsor of Purple Daily. Without further ado, Declan Goff, I turn it over to you. All right, let's get into some feedback Friday. A lot of Jaron Hall uh, comments, as you can probably imagine here. So we're going to have some great Jaron Hall uh, conversation on Feedback Friday. And you know I'm actually looking at underdog fantasy right now, Judd. So they got some Jaron Hall props. And by the way, Purple Picks tomorrow as well. We'll have a little bit more of an insight on this. But right now, over-under passing yards at Underdog Fantasy with Jaron Hall, 216 passing yards. Can Jaron Hall mm-hmm. get over 216? Do you want to put some money where your mouth is and stick it to some Packer fans? You go to Underdog Fantasy, New Year's, you get a promo match with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R. Uh, $100 deposit match as well, so go shout out our friends and check out our friends on, at Underdog Fantasy. All right, first comment here from our guy Corey. Corey says, how awesome would it be if Jaron Hall plays awesome, shows us what he's got, and we still... Lose out. Perfect. Does anyone think we can really make a run with a banged-up sideline? No Hawkinson, potentially no Addison. Turn the page, let it be. So Corey's saying, Hall plays well, mm-hmm. shows you enough. Vikings lose-lose in the situations that drop them in the draft board. And then he says, actually, that is a win-win because you get a little bit of your sneak peek quarterback. You get better draft position. They're not going to make a run with these injuries piled up. That's Corey's you know, perfect picture in his world on how this could play out over the next two games. It's interesting because I've seen some Vikes fans who are adamant that you're not a true Vikings fan. If you don't want this team to win, you're not a true fan. But, yeah, I get it. Um, I'm very curious to see two things. And uh, our friend Kevin Seifert of ESPN right now on their website has an outstanding piece that I've been talking about. But in his his, uh, way, he contextualized it probably far 
better than I have, and it's this. These next two games are going to also be somewhat of a referendum on Kevin O'Connell's willingness to adapt. I didn't realize this. Now, I know that the Vikings don't have a screen game, but Kevin said since Cousins went out, the Vikings have run a total of nine screen plays, which is unbelievable. And this goes back to the 11 runs on Sunday in a close game. And O'Connell, I guess, has been pretty bullheaded about the fact that he doesn't think that he has asked either Joshua Dobbs or Mullins to do too much. Well, Jaron Hall's a kid. And if you're going to have him put him in and expect him to do what Cousins does, you ain't going to win and you're not going to help him. So I I think that this is going to be incredibly interesting, not just from, you know, fifth round pick Jaron Hall. Not can he start next season, but is there something there? That's a great question that hopefully the next two games, Dex, will help to answer. But beyond that, I also want to see if Kevin O'Connell is willing to adapt, adjust, and help his quarterback, as opposed to doing the Childress thing, which is to say, my system works, I can plug anyone in, and and success be damned, you're going to do what I say. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to weigh a couple things. Number one, I know a lot of people you know, think that we get way too sensitive when people criticize Kevin O'Connell. And, and I think we, this show has actually done a really good job at pointing out the flaws in Kevin O'Connell, too. It's not like he's completely, you know, uh, absolving or, you know, gets a Scott, get, gets off scotch-free because Kirk Cousins went down. Um, he's done some really good things. He's also done some really puzzling things, too. And when you have a rookie quarterback that you're going to have to start on Sunday, you don't have your tight end, who is obviously a security blanket for him. Who knows what the status of Addison and others are. So you have to come up with a pretty safe game plan here, and I'm curious too. What does that look like for him? And yeah, the abandoning of the run and the unsuccessfulness of the screen game, which by the way goes back to last year, which is something uh, I've been harping on with you and Mackie. That just what why why the hell can they not execute this properly? We've talked to Boone about it too, and it's everything, right? It, it goes from the quarterback setting it up to the lineman getting in space to the running back having the juice. Like it's definitely not as simple as throwing a screen pass and it works every time for eight to ten yards, but it is baffling to me that they just can't successfully execute any any of those plays. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of more comments on Kevin O'Connell, this one from Kevin, ironically enough, says KOC can't coach unless he has an entire offseason to come up with a plan. The Viking situation is not unique this year. We just don't game plan based on the quarterback that we have. You look at the Browns, right? They have now their fourth quarterback. Joe Flacco is having a hell of a season after sitting on his butt for the first three months of the year. And now the Browns are for sure in the playoffs. Um, Kevin Stefanski there, their own Kevin. He's done a really good job with Cleveland, former Vikings coordinator and assistant coach. But uh, Kevin, uh, this listener is saying that the, uh, that the Vikings coach, Kevin O'Connell can't coach unless he has an entire off season to come up with a game plan. But also like that's football, right? Like things go awry, right? Like things, things, yeah. things are going to go awry every well, year. He basically, what, what we have found out, unfortunately, aside from the game that um, that Dobbs came in to replace uh, Jaron Hall and then the first half of the Saints game, unfortunately, what we have found is if he doesn't have the quarterback that he intended to have, he's going to struggle because he's not going to be flexible, which does not make him unique as far as coaches go. But I, I need to see more. I, I need to see a flexibility. And I don't care who your quarterback is in 2024. I need to see a screen game, and you need to be committed to the run. I mean, this is getting to be as crazy as Zimmer was the opposite way, where he wouldn't stop running the football. Uh, O'Connell, and look, I understand you don't want to be in second and eight, second and seven. But that being said, you have to run the ball. You can't just – you. Football is a game that that 
the marriage of the run and the pass is what sets up defenses. And if you just sort of punt on one of those two, the defense's life becomes simpler. So, and, and the other thing I'd like to see too, is I'd really like to see Justin Jefferson involved more consistently in the um, in the short pass game as well. It feels like they are just insistent on, well, if Jefferson's going to catch a pass, it's got to be 10 to 15 yards down the field at times. It's like, you know, part of the screen game could run through through him. And he's got the – it's not like he's just got great hands. The dude is an athlete. <laughs> the dude can make plays. He can make people miss. So, yeah, there's a lot of things – I I don't want to make it sound like in any way we're calling for O'Connell's job, but I would like to see some maturation as far as acceptance and what he is willing to do adjustment wise. I think that's fair. Let me ask you this, Judd, because I, I gave you the hot, I gave you the hot take like three weeks ago. The Vikings picked the wrong quarterback. Obviously that's part of our hot take segment. It's a fun segment we do after every Vikings game, but do you think the Vikings are sitting pretty here? If Joe Flacco had come in the same time he joined the Browns, do you think the Vikings look any different if Joe Flacco was plugged in instead of Josh Dobbs before the trade deadline? Obviously, Flacco looks great, but do you think the results would be absolutely the same if he was wearing a Vikings jersey instead of a Browns jersey from, you know, about eight weeks ago? No, because I think he would have he, – he's already got a bunch of picks there, and I think he would have more. Because, again, I think Stefanski runs a very different scheme. And I think it is a, a little bit more friendly to the, the fact that Flacco, and if you go back, I mean, Joe Flacco was on his couch for a reason. Like he bombed out in the last, and it's because he's old. That's fine. But I don't know that O'Connell would have put him in a position to succeed as much. I think he would have, again, asked Flacco to run what Cousins does. And at one time, I think Joe could have. I don't think he can now. So I'm not convinced it's the same. Because I do think Stefanski probably has a system that fits Flacco better. But if you go and look at the picks, like Flacco's thrown a ton there. So it's not like he's been perfect. Um, so I'm not convinced of that. But I also, where, where I aired was I thought that Mullins had some talent. And I keep saying, well, he played pretty well except for a few mistakes. My God, folks, what do you need to like? Okay, yeah. he did. Yeah, he threw he threw for a bunch of yards. But one, did you watch the ball wobble? And second of all, those mistakes were killers. And Kevin O'Connell, now I would have liked to see Nick Mullins not drop back as much. Like, that's the thing. But that being said, when you're dropping back and you're about to be sacked and you essentially just hand the ball to the opponent, that's not Kevin O'Connell. That's you're not good. Mm-hmm. And look, six interceptions through two games, which Mullins had. Uh, and we we saw enough where in both those games, he had five to six also just short circuit plays that absolutely yeah. kill an offense. Those bothered me more. I think those bothered me way oh. more because it's like you. So so as uh, Seifert pointed out in his piece, the fact that you had two quarterbacks, if, if you're O'Connell, the fact that you had Dobbs and Mullins each have four interception games, is in an era where, you know, that does, I mean, four picks in one game in one season is a ton, right? So you had two quarterbacks do that. That's an indication that you're asking them to do too much. But back to what you said, the short circuiting, that just means you're not good. History buff on uh, the Purple Daily YouTube channel says, I still think Mullins gives our offense the best chance of winning, but the turnovers were out of control. So let's see what Hall can do. And then tag-teaming this with Jeff's comment through the Score North feedback app, uh, he says, in the two years 
KOC has never committed to the running game, so why would he start now? So his That's, point, even with a rookie quarterback, why would he necessarily? Now, I would argue with the rookie, I, I think he would start now. And the Packers' defense is awful. And well, I, I, I'd like to think that you can give Ty Chandler, you know, 15 carries or 15 to 20 touches even because you can get him involved maybe in some screen plays or some passing game as well. But Jeff says, why would he commit to the run now? It's a good point. It's a very good point. And look, you went out and signed last March. Big tight end. Run blocking extraordinaire, Josh Oliver, to help the run game. Like, that was not a passing game thing. That was a guy who is dominant as far as being able to help block. Um, And so that, to me, was a a clear indication that, that they were trying to clean things up. But yeah, like my biggest things, O'Connell offensively, my my biggest things are uh, let's find more ways to get Jefferson involved creatively as well. Let's get a screen game here and let's establish the fact that you have to run, you know, like like again, this is not Zimmer didn't didn't pass enough and he ran all the time. But O'Connell, what like what's O'Connell on on? Sunday, speaking of like complimentary football and, and the entire team, what's O'Connell thinking when he is putting a defense that's, that's down in cornerbacks, like your best, your, your, your veteran corner, Byron Murphy Jr.'s out. Okay. You've got guys out. And every time you pass the ball and let's say it falls incomplete, you are stopping the clock for the opponent and you're putting your defense back out there quicker. How's that a favor? You know, so I, you know, I'm not saying you got to run 30 times, but I am saying at some point in time, don't you have to say, you know, Brian Flores has done a great job. Like this defense has done a great job. They're really not that talented, but they've done a great job. I have to help them. Instead, you are just continually saying, let's throw caution to the wind and put them back out there. And that's, that's what I don't understand. Like, am I missing something there? Do I not understand something? I watched a lot of football. I've never coached it, but that's where I'm confused. Eating better is easy with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals, always fresh, chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. From pancakes to smoothies to meals and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And if you're always on the go and eating a quick and easy way to find something to eat, you need to try Factor Meals. They have an easy to use website. Factor is also flexible. Change up your order every week with plans from six to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your delivery at any time. You can sign up and save and we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash purpledaily50 and use code purpledaily50 to get 50% off. That's code purpledaily50 at factormeals.com slash purpledaily50 to get 50% off. Go check out Factor Meals. Another comment here from another Kevin who says, I think KOC, in my opinion, is stubborn and arrogant in his coaching. He has failed the Vikings numerous times. Um, Yes, all football coaches are stubborn and arrogant. I think that's really no surprise for the most part. But I do think the that play of that tush push failing against the Bengals where Flores is in the back of his ear saying, call timeout, call timeout. And you basically see him waving him down and you know still staring at that play sheet. No, 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 I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to commit to this. I think that was the first time I was like, oh, no, he like, yes, he is stubborn and arrogant because football coaches, that's them in their nature. But this is almost, ooh, I, that, that, that 
play, and it was just one of them. But that one gave me the first pause of, oh, this this guy is going to be set in his ways probably no matter what. In O'Connell's defense about that one, though, he was he rightfully so said Flores. They thought that the play wasn't being for the first down that the spot of the ball wasn't being looked at, and it was. And so Flores was saying, "Call timeout to make sure that they spot this correctly." And then the official came to O'Connell and Flores and said, "No, upstairs looked at this, and the spot is correct." So he wasn't being as like he he wasn't telling Flores to buzz off, according to what we were told. But that being said, yeah, I, I mean his play calling and he is he has doubled down with the media in the last couple of weeks, and certainly about the Detroit game, about the fact that he wants his quarterbacks to do what he wants and doesn't really care if they can't. So there is a there is a definite there's a definite stubbornness, and, and I saw a comment saying. You don't run the ball for the sake of running the ball because that just gives the team the ball back. No, what you do is you combine the run and pass, but you do run the ball at times to run clock. Like every time you, every time a, a Mullins pass falls incomplete, the clock stops, the opposing team gets more time. So you, you want to run. If you are basing your thought process on we are, a, uh, we are an offensive first team, you want the offense to complement the defense as much as possible. And when you're throwing picks or incompletions, you're basically putting more and more stress on your defense. And that's where O'Connell knows that. It's not breaking news to him, but I do think that that's where there's a problem of what you just said, which is stubbornness. One more Kevin O'Connell uh, Kevin O'Connell comment. Say that 10 times fast Mm-mm. here on Feedback Friday. I just call him KO, KOC. Zane says, hey, guys, first off, love your content. You guys do a great job. Not sure if you've noticed this or not, but during the Vikings' next game, take a look at who the running back is on the third offensive drive. Every single game, KOC switches the running back on the third drive. Seems like KOC is very meticulous and plans everything out and never wants to deviate based on the flow of the game. Would love your thoughts on this. He did this last year, too, with Cook was the starting running back. Madison, Madison, he got in there that third time. Yeah, yep. that that's a trend that has he's still adopted into 2023 too. That doesn't bu- bug me that that much because if you have the starting back in for the first two series, then it does make some sense to try to mix the the backup into the uh, to the offense at that point. But when that was Chandler, it did because I'm like, why isn't Chandler starting? So if it's Chandler, Chandler first two series, Madison third. Yes, that that is a that is something he does a lot. That doesn't bug me. Um, I just want them to a be willing to run more, and and they have switched. I also, uh, and we talked about this for for a month plus. I also thought, and I think we all did, that Chandler should get the majority of the carries, and certainly against Detroit, although there were only eleven carries, Chandler got the majority. I think Madison coming off that high ankle sprain only got one. And I think he's he's not going to be healthy for the rest of the season. So I would imagine the breakdown of carries is going to remain very much in Chandler's favor. Speaking of uh, featured backs and getting them involved early in the offense, I can tell you right now, the Vinster, if if you start shaking a little Nutrisource bag, he is mm. in open space and good luck stopping him because he's going to get to that little tree drawer. He's going to sit there proper like he does. Still in front of the Christmas tree. We still got the Christmas tree up, uh, but he will, no matter what, want that Nutrisource uh 
treats. And I know Stella and you were watching Ryder as well last night. You had your hands yep. full of two dogs. Yep. But guess what? Both both of those dogs, Stella and her friend, they love the the Nutrisource uh, meals. They also love the treats. Yep, you're exactly right. And there's Maya Mackey. Who knows where she is? I think she's at daycare. I think yeah. Phil dropped her off at daycare. But my guess is she is very pleased, Declan, because she probably has a bag at daycare filled with Nutrisource treats. That's right. Yeah, I don't know where she is. And, and we never asked, we're never asked they, to they watch Maya Mackey. We'll gladly watch Maya Mackey, right? I think we would. Um, not you? Maybe she might not, be a little for me. For I like small dogs here. I don't She's have a small big house. dog, isn't she? I think Maya's I like smaller. A, I like a small house. Okay, I like a small house. So, yes, that is good for your puppy. Nutrisource uh, pet foods uh, among the places that you can buy it. Chuck and Don's is a perfect place to stop. And, by the way, speaking of uh, from transitioning from pet food to people food, perhaps you have eaten too much people food. Perhaps you are eating too well, much and you're saying, I've got to lose weight. Well, look at the sports dad right there, down 40 pounds. Thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. I'm going to tell you, folks, this plan absolutely works. And here's the best part. They're going to help you keep the weight off. We have had numerous people, as um, as Declan can attest, who have, from the PD family, joined this program and gotten notes to us saying, I've lost 80 pounds. In some cases, 100 or more pounds. That's because this works. Join today, and you're going to get your first three months for free. Go to L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, or call them, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Also now offering breakthrough weight loss medication options as well, inside or outside the state, because the whole thing can be done virtually Livia Weight Control Centers is going to help you get your weight and your life back on track. All right, let's go back to the feedback here. Let's uh, start with Matthew, who says, This Jaron Hall nonsense needs to stop. The mm. season is on the line. No matter where you think this season is headed, you don't start a rookie who is clueless on reading NFL defenses, defenses at this stage. Please stop, quote, enjoy the season, unquote, a la Mike Tice. So the Jaron Hall propaganda that we have been trying to spew over the last three weeks or so, Matthew wants nothing to do with it. Says no. It's working. He's going to working. start, Matthew. He's going to start. And do you really want to see Nick Mullins again? Look, I would far prefer to lose games and make some assessments. Like, what? what is the purpose of playing Dobbs, who you benched now, what, three weeks ago, or Mullins? What's the purpose? You know who they are. Uh, Dobbs is going to be a free agent come March. Mullins, I looked this up yesterday, has an out in his contract. So he's probably gone. There is no purpose in playing them. At least with Hall, you might get blasted and he might suck, but you can make some, but, but you can make some decisions. And this comes from a guy who said Mullins should start. And then I saw him play. And then I saw him play. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was wrong. So I have no problem. And I think we agree on this, Dex. I have no problem with this change. Not at all. Uh, next comment here from Rob, who says, what is up with K.J. Osborne? I'm hoping we see more consistency from him. Here's the thing about K.J. Osborne. Mm-hmm. His three years, he's been you know, a fixture in this offense. His rookie year, he barely played, was just mostly a special teams guy. But then in 2021, was very regularly in the offense. Here's uh, K.J. Osborne's yards per game the last three seasons. 38.5. 38.2, 37.9. Receptions per game, 2.9, 3.5, 3.3. 
this is I'm not trying to poo-poo on Rob here. KJ Osborne is KJ Osborne. He's just he's he is a he's a solid, firmly, ceilingly, solid third wide receiver. There mm-hmm. isn't necessarily more to his game. He's just he's good for forty to fifty catches, five hundred, six hundred yards, but not a guy you can rely on and not a guy who has, I don't think, this next burst ability or this glass nope. ceiling he can break. He's probably gonna get quote unquote paid, I think even by paid, he's gonna leave the Vikings. He's probably might some other team will be enticed by him. But KJ Osborne, I don't think there's anything more to his game. I don't think we necessarily need to see anything more to have the Vikings bring him back either. Perfectly put. Yes. He is a he is a solid contributor and I think a lot of us, including myself, probably a year ago or so overestimated him. But um yeah, he he is who he is. Kirk Cousins uh, comment here from Stu, who says, I think people will be surprised what Cousins signs for and whoever signs him will not get a bargain. So I think a lot of us, yeah, you know, I've been saying, uh, well, he'll, he'll take and the Achilles no. is playing a huge factor. That does play a factor. But uh, with what Dak's probably going to get here, potentially on his next extension, who's in an MVP conversation, you saw what other quarterbacks have been getting, man. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I tend I tend to agree with Stu, excuse me, that I think Kirk Cousins is still going to have to, still will sign a very lucrative contract. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is not going, look, there is nothing about his past that, and this is where I'm confused because I keep seeing Vikings fans want to bring Kirk back. Okay, that's awesome. Yes, I don't disagree right now at all. But they also say if he does a contract the right way, if Kirk Cousins comes back, as far as I'm concerned, Daniil Hunter is probably gone. And Kirk Cousins, yes, he might take a little bit less, but a little bit less. Look, ladies and gentlemen, look at QB contracts. As uh, Chip Scoggins, I think, broached this topic on Purple Access that we recorded on Thursday. Look at like the Daniel Jones contract, okay? Which is a stupid contract, but you really think Kirk Cousins is going to take less? Like bite the bullet and be like, I really want to go back. I'll take less than Daniel Jones. He's a better quarterback with a torn Achilles, and he knows it. So. That that's my I guess that's my question is I would take Kirk back too it, and especially if O'Connell has designed his life ar- around Kirk which I'm a little bit surprised by but right now that's neither here nor there but my personal question is what's the reality of the Kirk contract and when Jefferson who is is going to be and you know Jefferson is saying as all the Kirk stands say well he wants Kirk he wants Kirk okay but he ain't going to take less because Kirk might come back so. Kirk gets paid, Jefferson gets paid, Darisaw at some point soon gets paid. Um, something has to give here. I know the salary cap goes up, but something has to give. And my question becomes, tell me what that is then. Tell me what, tell me what you're going to, because if Daniil Hunter and the production that he has had leaves, you're gonna, now you're going to have to take probably a defensive end, or as, as it's called in a 3-4, outside linebacker who can rush in the first round, if not a cornerback, right? So like then, because what I hear is, wouldn't it be great if they brought Kirk back for a couple of years and then they draft a quarterback in the first round? Okay, that's awesome. Who's going to play defense next year? <laughs> you know, so like you've, there, somebody needs to explain to me what's going to give here. What What is going, who can, who are you okay walking away if, you know, Kirk does not say, yeah, I'll play for $12.50, which he's not going to say, nor should he. Yeah, Nathan says first-round quarterback no matter what next year. Um, well, then, and, this and is it, not working. 
It, it depends on how the board falls. It depends what they do with Kirk. And if you're going to re-sign, though, JJ, which you're hopefully going to do, and if maybe you're going to re-sign Daniil, which I don't think is going to happen, but regardless, JJ Darris are going to take up large chunks of your contract extensions, and they should with their salary cap uh, issues. But having a rookie quarterback would, would be the only real way you could probably pay two of those guys, if not all three. Like, there, there, there's no other way. Right, I mean, there's no other way you can probably manipulate the cap as much as they've done a really good job manipulating the cap. Then you can't sign people. Yeah, then you you legitimately like that's can't the sign thing them. too. So if if you're gonna sign, if you're gonna try and sign Daniel, if you're gonna try and sign Daniel Kirk and and Jefferson, if Jefferson sets foot on the field without a contract, he's crazy. He's not going to. So he's going to be be signed. Um, you your ability to sign free agents is basically gone again. So that's my thing is you got to tell me how this is going to work. It can't just be pie in, in the sky. And what on earth would make you believe that Kirk is going to come back at a extraordinary discount? You know, yes, he tore his Achilles. He's fully planning on, on coming back and it's not going to be for a look, see, Hey, I'll play for a year and then we can sign a longer contract. So I'm just, I, I'm so curious to see how this plays out and what the decisions are. And keep in mind too, if Kirk comes back with what this team is going to have, they are in no way going to say, well, on defense, we'll just sort of get by. And if we stink, we stink. This team tries to win every single season. They are going to try to come up with a plan to try to win. You know what doesn't stink, Jed? That's our friend Surly Brewing. Great, mm. great. I saw I was at my local liquor store late last night, had to pick up some. I usually go on Fridays, but I, I, I had some company coming over late yesterday. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to run to the liquor store. Great options. I saw Before I Die. I saw Todd Axman. I saw, of course, The Furious, saw The Towel Boy. I think I know maybe what liquor store our friendship Scoggins goes to because I, I found the oh, and Woodbury, I found yeah. the local surly Tall Boys. And I was like, you know what, yep. I bet I see a Chip Scoggins in here from time to time. The weekend is here, Daklagoff, and there's nothing better than combining a, a weekend filled with sports, of course, with bowl games, Pop-Tart Bowl, perhaps, with bowl games, with uh, with um, a Sunday filled with the Vikings and Red Zone. In fact, Sunday's great because it's going to go Red Zone and then primetime Vikings-Packers. Surly is there to accompany you. And as Dex said, the, um, the before I die, you know what? The playoffs might become a distant memory if the Vikings – uh, lose on Sunday to the Packers, but before I die, well, it's always there for you, brewed by our friends at Surly Brewing. And, and you know what, too? If you want to get out of the house, if you want to go drink a Surly, um, let's say, at the bar, well, then you want to go right there, Park Tavern, that's right. As you can see, eat, drink, bowl, and party, two bars. It's fantastic. Watch all the, the games. And on Sunday, if you're there watching the Vikings game, Combine that with this, because to ring in the new year, $25 a person, the Park Tavern has Cosmic Bowling, 9.30 to close as well. They open at 8 on Sunday. They close at 1. It's going to ring in the new year at Park Tavern, the official sports bar of the Sports Dad, located right in my neck of the woods here, St. Louis Park, Louisiana Avenue South. Check them out, and again, check out the Cosmic Bowling event on Sunday after the Vikings game. That's some good pull tab luck at uh, Park Tavern heard. last week. Really I heard pull tab luck. Congratulations. Some, pull uh, some show-related feedback here to wrap on Feedback Friday on Purple Taily. Uh, Matt said, where is this week's Write That Down? So we were going to do a Write That Down. 
Then Phil questions. was out. Accountability sessions were were in 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 the in the mist, I guess you could say. Uh, so we didn't do a purple daily. Write that down. We did do a regular. Write that down. We'll return to full strength next week. So we'll have the accountability session. You know, I, I just thought Phil was dogging me because um, somebody won the quarterback cesspool challenge and I didn't get my rightful parade yet. So I just got to wait for, I got to wait for the accountability session. I got to wait for the graphics department oh, to uh, for come the, up yeah. with it here. Yeah, I got nothing What's to do with that. that. Got What's nothing to do with, with me. I did not try and stifle you there. And uh, uh, yes, back at, at full strength. Because I mean, we basically, like we said, how many shows now we have actually, I think Dex aside from Christmas day when we ran, I think it was the uh, pie chart of blame for the Vikings lost to the chiefs in the Super Bowl. We have actually produced shows on a daily basis, but graphics took the week off. Phil took the week off. Our accountability statisticians did as well. So yep, we'll be back at full strength Monday and then for the rest of the year until Christmas week next week, at which point in time we'll probably forget that we didn't do to write that down. Uh, Martin says, is Declan related to Jared Goff? He was wearing Lions colors uh, earlier last week. Uh, no, no relation to Jared Goff. No, I, I get this every time. Been getting this for five to six years now. I know we kind of look alike, I guess. We both mm-hmm. have blonde hair. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We both are highly paid. Uh, one of us is overrated. One of us is properly rated. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. You can decide wow. which Phil's one's a big overrated. Ja- Phil's a big Jared fan. He's a big Jared fan. Maybe he's a Mackie golf guy. Loves Jared Goff. I got, I got plenty fine. more. If he wants you to be golf, you know what? He's fine. He's fine. I watched him again Sunday. I don't dislike him a lot, but I don't love him either. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, Bart says Judd seems more relaxed and fairly amused when he sits with Jesse and Ross on Before I Die. A clearly a different vibe. Do you feel you have a different good vibe around? That's your the friends, goal of the Jesse show. And Ross? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a very different vibe. It's a very different, I feel, so the difference between, and, and I'm actually glad I am, uh, uh, I am flattered to hear that because that's the goal of that show. I feel like that show, I'm just sort of coming out of the bullpen and throwing some slop. On this show, it's all fastballs. It's all fastballs. Like this is the, because I consider this to, to be the Vikings show of record. So I'm honored that, that the person that he can tell, in fact, I forgot his name already. Bart. I'd like to apologize. Bart, Bart, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm bad with names. Uh, but yes, I definitely have a different role on that show as opposed to the flagship, as you can see on my hat, Purple Daily, brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Uh, finally, Drew says, for the love of God and Christmas, Judd must, must, in all capitals, wear the jingle hat. He can't just dangle that in front of us and then we never see it again. Jingle Judd. Must make an appearance tomorrow for Christmas. This was going into the Christmas episode. Please, I need. This. Oh, you, you should have told me. It. Hat. It's in the other room. This. It's in the other room. That that was my hat. Um, that actually, I told Dawn because I knew that you guys were going to be wearing Santa Claus hats for the Christmas event line, and I knew that, and so I told Dawn, get me an elf hat. So she got a package of three, which of course showed up from I don't know. Amazon, I'm guessing, at our doorstep with the jingle hat, elf hat. So that's where it came from. And if you had told me, I could have ha- had it at the ready. Unfortunately, it's out by Stella uh, as she safeguards it on the chair out there. So. My Vinny is also obsessed with my Santa hat. I think it's the, you know, the palm. Does it jingle? No, it doesn't jingle. Oh, it's, oh, it's got, got a palm on it. Palm. Yes. 
Yes, yeah, it's got a palm. He yeah. He thinks it's his, and I'm like, well, I mean, I know what what my what's mine is yours because that's how this works in this household. But like, this well, is they my like to Santa rip. Hat. He probably wants to rip it off though. Yeah, he, he probably does. wants he to rip off. the ball thing off the hat. Yeah, if it was up to him, he would destroy every toy, which he mostly successfully eventually does. With Stella sort toys. of does that, but she's not big enough to. So she tries, but I guess the Vinster's big enough. He probably does some damage, especially if there's stuffing in the toy. Oh yeah. I can see that as well. Stella gets the the toys that that have squeakers. She loves those, and of well, course so I hate them. But then what she will inevitably do is chew through them and and essentially destroy the squeaker. I'm not sure if the Vinster does that. Occasionally she'll take the squeaker out, which is bad because I don't want her to try and eat it. Eat, yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, so I'm not a big squeaker. I don't like the squeaker, oh. especially if it's like then. And she's smart. So speaking of uh, our, our friends. From Nutrisaur, Stella will get the squeaker toys at like six fifteen and start to squeak them, and I'm like, no, and she's like, Nutrisaur, I'm like, no, that's it. She went. Right, that'll that'll do it for feedback Friday here on Purple Daily. We'll have Purple Picks tomorrow. Uh, actually, I got a text from Phil Mackey. He has his selection for Purple Picks, so I do have even Mackey's pick for for Purple Picks. Oh, tomorrow. he's still alive. He is still alive. Going down. Glad to hear that. He's going down that water slide. As he sends me his uh his purple pick. So hit that subscribe button daily Vikings entertainment. This is purple daily and uh, yeah, purple pick Saturday Vikings vent line, of course, late Sunday night on new year's Eve into new year's day.